0: Beulah Land Beulah Land I've got a home over in Beulah Land Beulah Land Beulah Land I've got a home over in Beulah Land I've got a home over in Beulah Land, in Beulah Land. Well, I'm not gonna stop Till I be that land, not so particular about reaching that land, but I'll meet my mother in the land, the land, the land. land. I got home. so particular about pardon no more That tune
1: is off of Ken Whiteley's CD. Ken Whiteley and the... Lula, bu-lula, bu-lula, bulula Lula. How do you say it, uh, Ken? Beula land... Well, the Ken
2: Whiteley and the Beulah
1: Band. Yeah. Thank you for being here, Ken Whiteley. Ken Whiteley is a Canadian Roots muse, music legend. Wow, the lips are not working today. His musical journey has taken him from Jug Band folk and swing to blues gospel and children's music among numerous accolades he has been awarded a Canadian Folk Music Award, Genie Award for Best Original Song in a Canadian Film, Lifetime Achievement Recognition from Folk Music Ontario, Ontario Council of Folk Festivals and Mariposa Folk Festival. He's also been nominated for seven Juno Awards, 14 Maple Blues Awards, Ken's live performances showcases outstanding musicianship on guitars, mandolin award-winning original songs and his powerful vocals He's been called a uh, cross between Pete Seeger and Tony Bennett on 11. Whether leading his own group or uh, solo or collaborating with peers at blues, folk, children's festivals, concerts of all sizes, his deep knowledge and infectious passion guarantees a good time for all. As a producer of over 125 recordings, Ken's productions have garnered 10 Canadian gold and platinum records, four American gold records, 22 Juno and two Grammy nominations and sold over 8 million copies. Ken Whiteley in the studio again here on the Drew Marshall Show. Hey, do you like the timing of that?
2: That was very well done. Thank I was just much. thinking how uh, how well coordinated that
1: was. Thank you very much. Ken, this might be your seventh time here on our show. You are our, without a doubt our most favorite most favorite musician in studio. I have no problem saying that in front of all the other musicians.
2: Well, I'm honored. Drew, you should I, be. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I am because I know you have a lot of great people on this show.
1: So we do. It's, it's, we just uh, we had Coco Love Alcorn on last was week, fantastic. and yeah. yeah, a lot of talent in this uh, great country of ours. By golly, there sure is. Um, so, Ken. Uh, let's talk about this gig tomorrow afternoon. Two o'clock start. I would suggest people show up at one o'clock and get a little lunch, though.
2: Yeah, they have an excellent lunch there, and uh, and and you want to get the food out of the way before the, the music starts.
1: Yeah, because you don't want to be, you know, singing, you singing Amazing in. Grace, and, and somebody has to come up and do the Heimlich, because yeah, yeah. you've got a piece of chicken down your throat or something. Exactly. How are you?
2: I'm fine. I'm just fine. I, I've been in the, the studio this past week, uh, working on a new project, and... And you know I've been been busy. uh, Bank account's thin, but uh, but life is good. Isn't that the way though? eh? Often is it. Often is it goes up and down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially being a Canadian artist. Yes. But Ken, you uh, you've had uh, over eight million copies of whatever sold. What'd you do with your money, Ken? I bought Where's recording equipment for
2: one thing <laughs> I, and musical instruments that's for that's for sure and and I didn't get as much as one might think uh, I might for for all those efforts so do you ever, it, you know when we did like when we did the the first rafi record that I worked on you know co produced with Rafi you know we we went to daniel Lanois' mother's basement wow. in Ancaster, Ontario, and we were paying ten dollars an hour for the studio and Dan. <laughs> And uh, and I was originally supposed to get three hundred dollars for producing the record. Yeah, Raffi eventually bumped it up to five hundred. That's nice. And you know, and that record sold two and a half million copies. You know, so it's like there you go. But but you know, you can't you can't worry about stuff that's under the water that's gone under the bridge, as they say. Speaking
1: of speaking of worry, Ken. Yes. Just speaking of worry, is there a song that comes to mind? when you think of that word, worry, is there a song that comes you in? your- to, Do
2: you want me to do a song about worry? I do, yeah, okay, okay. because
1: here's here's why I, I, I kind of pulled this out of my hat. Ken, uh, whenever I show up to one of these gospel matinees at Hugh's room, two o'clock tomorrow, um, it, it, it hearkens me back to a time when James Brown said in concert, you know, you folks may come in here with a load on your shoulders, but this, this is church. And the idea is, at the end of this concert, you you leave a little a little lighter. And dude, that's what happens to me every time I go to this thing of yours.
2: Well, okay, so I, you you sent me in a different direction because oh. you know. So I was I was going to start with a song called "Another Day's Journey," yeah, which is about how whatever's going on when you wake up and you face a new day. Then you know that that it's you know that that's uh, that's a gift and and to be cherished as a gift and uh and you know and it comes from the from the Georgia Sea Islands and so it it's an expression of um of the of how in the face of adversity you know and the incredible you think of the incredible adversity of africans enslaved and and brought to north america and and, sure. and and so on and and yet to create this music that's capable of communicating this joy you know it, it's it, so i think i better do a little bit of the
1: and, and what's this song called, Ken?
0: It says, it's another day's journey and I'm so glad it's another day's journey and I'm so glad it's another day's journey and I'm so glad and the world can do me no harm. I'm going to beat the devil running and I'm so glad I'm going to beat. I'm gonna beat the devil running, and I'm so. day's journey, and I'm so glad it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad, and the world can do me no harm, and the world can do me no harm.
1: Ken Whiteley, ladies and gentlemen, Ken Whiteley. Ken. Um, what concert were you in? I think I asked you something similar to this last time, but what concert were you in where you were just like, you felt the crowd overwhelmingly energize you. Do you remember that? It was just, I know that happens fairly regularly for you, but, um,
2: uh, I was, I was in, in Kingston earlier this month and, and, and felt that and, uh. I was down in New York State uh, this month and and felt that but um,
1: how do you what do you say to to artists when it comes to breaking down the fourth wall? Is there any advice you give to to an artist to that because there are some artists that are up on stage and you don 't feel connected with them, and there are others that you feel it right away
2: well, I think you you know feeling connected oneself you know that i was uh, you know talking briefly about yoga, about bringing yourself into balance but but that's but that in a sense is an expression of it where you're you want to 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 just i mean I often speak you know when I speak to younger musicians you know who want to know um, you know a little bit of advice or something like that, and so often with performance the the key is what I call relaxed intensity. You know, really being present, really bringing yourself to that moment, but not being, like, hyper and scattered. You've got to be relaxed. You've got to be just kind of, you know, just kind of there and present and and feel that connection that's running through you and and you know from the people in the audience to you and from you to them yeah. and and to a, you know to a higher power through all of us you know so that you feel all of that in that moment
1: do you, what do you do before you get on stage do you have any rituals
2: well i take a deep breath i i take a little moment to just sort of you know okay here i am lord use me as you will really yeah huh and and then i try and uh, I try and live that so that so that if i feel like i need to do a different song than what's been planned you know i'll go there you know if that's what i you know listening to um you know listening to that to that voice that comes through us you know listening to to you know it's it's sometimes spoken of as as intuition but but i i think that that's you know when we are truly connecting with that intuitive capacity of our it's it's coming from our souls it's coming from a deeper place yeah. and that's a way that we begin to feel that connection
1: what throws you off balance cuz i have the i have this impression of you as a pretty laid back dude until you're not and then <laughs> and then it's just you know, get out of the way kind of thing am I, am i right
2: well yeah when I mean, was the last time
1: you lost your cool man
2: Oh, Come on. Know. I You know, sometimes, you know, driving and like being late and every light turns yellow just as you approach yeah, it. And, yeah. and then there's like somebody turning left that didn't put their signal on. Who and does then, that? Uh, you'd be surprised. In the downtown <laughs> Toronto, that's actually an unfortunately a regular occurrence. And, you know, <clears throat> I mean, so I, when I try and drive, I have what I call the three Cs. I try and drive carefully. I try and drive calmly and I try and drive compassionately and that's the third element you know is like that's the hardest one because you basically have to see that you know everybody's bringing you know their their as this, as you know as they say in in yiddish you know they're yish, they're mishigas you know they're all their crap with them you know and and whatever else they're dealing with the the stuff that's stressing them out and and so you 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 drive with compassion for yeah. for the fact that, okay, that guy's messed up. I don't have to get messed up because they're messed up. So that's 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 what I say. Right. But in the heat of the battle, when I'm late, when I haven't left <laughs> enough time, and and so on, you know. So you so you know you can yeah. try and do it right. But Ken, how about another tune? Can we get another? Sure, tune? Sure, I'll do the tune that that when you said about tr- worries and stuff like that. What do you do about worries? So here's a song about worries and. The chorus goes, Too Much Trouble, Too Much Trouble, Too Much Trouble Today.
1: Got it. Here we go.
2: Sometimes trouble comes knocking. Sometimes we invite
0: him in. Sometimes it seems to come from nowhere. A game you just can't win. Today when I wake up and face the dawn. I need some way to carry on. Take a deep breath. Take my time shaking this pain within. Too much trouble, too much trouble, too much trouble today.
2: Now, sometimes simply our circumstance makes it hard to know what to do. Isn't that right, Drew? Like those old family letters my mother left me box of her old jewelry too we cling to the past
0: our past clings to us till the whole thing's buried in a pile of dust well sure we can clean surely
2: we must but we keep taking on something new
0: too much trouble too much trouble too much trouble
2: Trouble can come in the shape of a girl, but the trouble really starts in your mind. Trouble can come when you're lonely,
0: desperate for someone to find. As for me and the fix I'm in, finding a way to bear and grin to let it all go and let the light come in, leave this old trouble behind. Too much trouble too much trouble too much trouble today once more everybody too much trouble too much trouble too much trouble today
1: ken whiteley ken whiteley what an absolute gym you are too dumb when was the last time you played a song and went, ooh, that was horrible? Has it never happened?
2: Oh, it's happened. It's, it's yeah, yeah, tar- okay. totally.
1: Yeah. I just want to make sure. What, what is the thing that, that you think drives you into the junk? What is the number one thing? Like, it just kind of puts you into a funk. You know, you feel that molasses come over you. You kind of feel Ugh.
2: Musically? Personally? What, personally. Personally? What puts me into a funk? Yeah. Get up. No, no, no. no. <laughs>
1: Not that kind of funk. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah, leave, um, leave Mr. Thoroughgood at the
2: door. Uh, what puts me into a funk? Well, I guess you know, I I don't get deeply into a funk because I accept the what isness of this world, yeah. you know, it, to some extent. It's, you know, cuz you you know, as the as the well-known well-trodden uh, uh, saying goes, you know, to change the things you can and and accept the thing, you know, recognize the th- you, re- Don't you know? Accept the things you can't change, and recognize. Give me the wisdom to know the difference. You're starting
1: to sound like George Bush.
2: Well, I hope not. But, (laughs) but, 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 okay. But you know, George Bush is a perfect example of how you see this sort of um, strange mass psychology come over people. And so, you know, in terms of the large movements of our society, you see the functioning where. There's, uh, you know, the in German the word Zeitgeist, you know, where that refers to this kind of collective consciousness, and and you see the shifts and turns of it, and 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 for so it seems that so many people make their decisions. I'm thinking particularly in terms of the democratic process, hmm. although it's not exclusively that by any means. But but you see that in the democratic process that you know people will buy into something because of this kind of impression they have that's part of a, a a mass psychology that really is not it's not the it's not the act of rational thinking i'm voting for this person because i've examined the platforms and and i think that those you know that the the you know when you get into the nitty gritty or i've looked at the history of that particular organization and i know whatever you know people are just kind of like oh i think that's uh, yeah it sounds good yeah, i like the way he looks you know that or i like the way it feels you know or mm. and and so many people make their decisions based on those kind of very superficial and, and things and we shouldn't
1: i i cuz you seem I, like a feeling guy man you're not a, you're not oh, a, y-
2: yeah i know i i i, I think that there's a, a great value in in recognizing our gut instincts and stuff like that yeah. and and if you have a gut instinct that that feels wrong or you know th- that that's that's you know what we sometimes refer to as conscience you know that's a, a way that our conscience speaks to us but but it's It's um, and what I was also talking about intuition speaking to us, you know that, that that gut feeling and and in a way that can be a way to access you know knowledge that's not just the logical thing because there are imponderables that we can't always understand. So that's so there is a place for sure for for gut instincts, but but for most people it's not it's not about so much gut instincts as this kind of collective consciousness that people buy into. Without even recognizing that that's what's happening.
1: What is on your bedside table? What book is on your bedside table? I don't I've want to know what's stack. on your bedside table. I've got a stack. Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, Do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so, reading. Okay, so there's there's um, the, there's a new book that just is being released uh, about uh, residential schools in Canada. So I just started reading that last night and it's published by a group called Facing History and Ourselves. Okay. Stolen Lives, it's yeah. called. And it really it, it it's actually it's created as a as a form of curriculum because you know the Truth and Reconciliation Committee Commission in, in Canada, one of the major recommendations of their ninety four recommendations was that was that uh we need to have Curriculum and material so that Canadians learn this history. People yeah, don't yeah. realize that there was systematic and systemic uh, genocide carried out by the Canadian government for about a hundred years, and and so so that's that's what I was reading last okay. night. What else? Uh, what else is on your bedside table? Ticknothan, you know the great Buddhist scholar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So. Um, you know you were here is one and how to sit that's another one that's that's there wow um i was reading a novel uh that's by a guy named tc boyle that someone gave me so that they thought i might be interested in it called drop city that's about this commune that moves to alaska in the 1970 and as someone who you know in the, in the 70s lived in uh in what we described as intentional community christian community but we, you know, what the what the neighbors called a commune, you know, down the road, <laughs> yeah, that's right. and uh, and um, you know, so so. Uh, so I'm reading that, and it's it's kind of interesting to kind of look back at that time and, and reflect on those things. I, I, there's more books. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: Live in the studio with Ken Whiteley. His website is kenwhiteley.com, kenwhiteley.com. Uh, there's a couple of E's in there that you may be interested in uh, knowing where they are. And then Hughes Room, no apostrophe, hughesroom.com. The big gig is tomorrow, folks. i got to break myself of that habit. How do I say that? What do I say? What do people. I feel?
2: You can huh? say People. People. People?
1: Now listen, people. No, I sound like a teacher. Then.
2: Men, women, and children, students, <laughs> students. everybody. Students.
1: I'm going to call the listeners students.
2: Attention. Everybody, <laughs> a- attention, everyone.
1: Hey, y'all. Uh, have you ever wished you could participate in a gospel performance where the rhythm is rocking, the organ is wailing, and the singing is full of soulfulness and sincerity, but there ain't no preaching? Well, that's what you'll get on Sunday, November 29th, tomorrow, 2 o'clock at Hughes Room, starring George Oliver from Mandela, Jeremiah Sparks, you might know him from The Lion King, and Ken Whiteley, you might know him from The Drew Marshall Show, and uh, superb support of Lance Anderson on the Hammond organ, Bucky Berger from Fathead on drums, and Ben Whiteley, some relative, on bass. Tickets are $20, bucks, twenty two fifty at the door. Uh, you get there for one, have a fantastic lunch, and guarantee yourself some fantastic seats. HughesRoom.com. Ken, song, what are we doing? He's ready. He's on it.
2: Like you were in the lion's den?
1: Just yesterday.
2: Then you know what you gotta do in that moment.
1: What's that, that, Ken? Italy, live on the Drew Marshall show the consummate entertainers what you might call this man um, when you were a kid did you want to be uh, like a fireman or a police officer or I,
2: I thought about teaching actually yeah yeah I um, I in fact it was the last year in Ontario you could go directly from high school do one year of teachers college Whoa. and and teach. And so at the age of twenty years old, I found myself in the largest inner city city school in, in Toronto, in Flemington Park School up in Lawrence Heights. And there were six grade one classrooms in that school. There's like thirteen hundred kids in this elementary school. Yeah and uh, and they gave me all the kids they thought would most benefit from having a male teacher in grade 1.
1: So they gave you all the sweat hogs, did they? I had the meatheads. I
2: had it was it was chaos, frankly. It was chaos in the in those uh, in that class. I have to admit the only my only threat that would was effective at all was I could threaten not to have music that and then they would kind of settle down for a few minutes. But, but those were back in the
1: oh, that those, was the, back in the day when you could give them a little whack and tell them to shut I did up. Not, no, you?
2: You, no, 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 no. I was in a school, <laughs> and the reason they hired me it was a school where the philosophy was, you know, you know, you, these kids need love. You've got oh, to give them a hug. One you of know? those schools. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and yeah. that was very true. But also, you know, I mean, the the board psychologist came in and says, "Well, of your twenty four kids, there is six here I really should be seeing on a regular basis, but." Uh, you know, I mean, that, a yeah. quarter of the kids were 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 messed up uh, quite seriously, and the rest were at least economically disadvantaged. and And so, within uh, four months, I'd retired from teaching, and I'd been playing music. I mean, had been been a professional musician since I was fourteen. Yeah. And and I couldn't have made the decision right out of high school to say, "That's what I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to play that's music. Right. I, that's what I'm going to do." A year and a half later. And, and the other thing was, I'd never really failed at anything. I'd always been successful. You know, did well in school for the most part. And you know, so it was it was a big um, kind of rethink, really, to 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 do something and then not be successful at it. And and part of I know part of the problem was that I that I went in there with this expectation. These kids need so much help. They need yeah. so, so much love. There's you know, they have so many problems. And I kind of bore the weight of their shoulders. And what I didn't realize that in many ways teaching has a lot more in common with performance than it does with social work. And, uh, and, you know, so it it would be much more effective really to just go on, put on a show, bang, bang, bang. And that would actually benefit the kids more because on a, you know, for the five hours that you're with them, you can't deal with the needs of the real and profound needs of 24 people. And so, you know, you have to – it's actually more beneficial for them to just keep things kind of rolling in a kind yeah. of smooth way and uh, – So and you're saying that teachers
1: are actors?
2: Well – Because I, you know, I agree I, with you, that
1: because look at our prime minister right now. We've got a drama teacher, 41-year-old drama teacher as prime minister. And, and I'll bet you during this last little – was it the G8 they just had or something? G something G20, yeah. G20. I'll bet you he was doing some, some mighty fine acting during that first big meeting.
2: Well – yeah, and I think I think that I mean I was referring earlier this afternoon to that idea that you know the zeitgeist kind of yeah. takes things over, and I saw a lot of you know really excellent um, members of parliament not get reelected, not because the people who had been voting for them didn't come out and vote for them, but because a lot of people, and I don't think that's a ba- entirely a bad thing by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of people came out and voted for for Trudeau, yeah. paying no attention to the fact that in fact in Canada we don't elect directly a prime minister we elect a member of parliament yeah, and yeah. so c- people like andrew cash who you know is a friend of mine uh, you know and uh, you know lots of good people who didn't get reelected
1: speaking of friends of yours just before we go out with your last song here ken last time was the last time you're here or the time before you brought in a friend fred penner mr fred penner or as i like to call him fred freaking penner crawling out of the log penner what a nice guy he Very is. Very
2: nice guy. And, there's an, there's and a great a sh- singer. There's
1: a shot the three of us took, a picture. We have the scariest faces. I've got to post that somewhere. I, I, okay. can, I haven't posted it yet, but we've just got these three angry – we look like three criminals. Oh, the, dear. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. I have a
2: nice picture of, of the three of us. I'll, oh, yeah? I'll, I'll, I, maybe I'll see if I can send it to you. Okay.
1: All right. I'd appreciate that. Well, listen, just before uh, Ken uh, – well, uh, we'll let Ken get set up here with this song. I want to let you know it's uh, tomorrow, 2 o'clock, Hughes Room. That's where his gospel matinee will be going down with George Oliver, Jeremiah Sparks, and, uh, of course, Ken Whiteley, uh, son Ben Whiteley on bass, Bucky Berger from Fathead on drums, Lance Anderson on Hammond, Oregon. And it will probably be one of the more upbeat and raucous uh, gospel matinees ever. Uh, so you want to get to that, folks. 20 bucks in advance, twenty-two fifty at the door. Uh, I would highly recommend it. I, I, I don't do church uh, these days. This is my church. Ken Whiteley's gospel matinee.
2: And, you know, each one of those matinees is different. So it's like, you know, the ones I've got, you know, in the new year planned, like in January, the end of January, we're doing one with my brother, Chris Whiteley, and his wife, Diana Braithwaite. Yeah. And and then another couple, this guy, Reverend Robert Jones, who's a pastor in inner city Detroit, and his wife, Bernice, and, uh, and then John Mays from Fathead, and... Uh, but, but this guy, Robert Jones, is, uh, is equally, a, you know, an authority on old gospel songs and old blues songs. He has a whole lead belly show that Man, he does and stuff on. like that. So come on. Okay.
1: Ken Whiteley, why don't we uh, do a little tune? What are we doing here?
2: I thought I would uh, fly away here with a little uh, two wings. I've got two wings for my feet. Two Wings for My Heart, Two Wings for My Soul. This will set you up for the yoga class, right? Yes, sir. Because, you know, there there you go. Your feet representing the physical body, your heart representing the energetic and emotional.
1: Don't you get all chakra on me.
0: I've got two wings for my feet, two wings for my heart. For my soul, will be my
1: on the Drew Marshall Show. So good to have you back. Oh, I do need a little special mention uh, on washboard, uh, Tim the Tool.
0: <sighs>
1: always, you, always good to have Mr. Ken Whiteley in the studio. Uh, get there to the show tomorrow, Hughes Room, 2 o'clock. Folks, a short break. When we come back, we've got a little something special for you. And then just after 2 o'clock, a little something specialer, more, much more specialer, a little yoga live on the radio. That's never happened, Ever.
0: How fast flies time, time and again How fast flies time, time and again